the deep state is dumbing down your children. In fact, American children today are dumber than ever before, and they're getting dumber faster than you can imagine. Stay tuned. A lot of American parents naively think that you know they're sending their children to school to learn how to read and write and do math and these kinds of things. You know, you know people are right to expect that. That's what we're told is going on at the schools. But I have some really bad news for you. That's not what's happening. And you don't have to believe me. The government will very proudly tell you just the same thing. So uh, the most recent uh, National Assessment of Educational Progress, uh, this is from the U.S. Department of Education. They call it the Nation's Report Card. Uh, they report that uh, over two-thirds of eighth graders are not proficient in any core subject. So they can't do math, they can't do science, they can't do history, they can't read, they can't write. Now, don't believe me. Watch the uh, U.S. Deputy Education Secretary, Mick Zeiss, tell you the same thing. The National Assessment of Educational Progress, the NAEP, which is called America's Report Card, reports that two-thirds, get this, two-thirds of American eighth graders are not proficient in any core subject. Uh, the situation for high school seniors is even worse, okay? Just one-fourth of high school seniors, according to the nation's report card, are proficient in math, okay? About one-third are proficient in reading. You're saying, wait a minute, these kids spent 12 years in a brainwash, not a brainwash camp, a public school, and we spent $15,000 a year and they can't read properly, really? Well, that's what the government says. About one third of high school seniors are proficient in reading. And the numbers are getting worse and worse and worse, okay? Um, for adults, the numbers are pretty terrible as well. Federal government did a literacy survey in 1993. Uh, they put Americans into five categories based on how well they could read and understand. Uh, they found that about 50% of Americans were in the bottom two categories. So the bottom being functionally illiterate, uh, the next one up being pretty close to that, right? I mean, essentially um, useless when it comes to being able to read, write, and, and understand things. Um, and, you know, this is the government's own data, and it's not new. You know, some of you are like, oh, well, I went to public school in the 1960s, and it wasn't that bad. Okay. Yeah, it's true. In the 1960s, it wasn't quite as dismal as it is today. But this has been a problem for a long time. Uh, even before I was born, uh, back in the 1980s, Ronald Reagan put together this commission, the National Commission on Excellence in Education. Uh, they produced a report called The Nation at Risk, and they concluded that the educational foundations of our society are presently being eroded by a rising tide of mediocrity. And get this, it threatens our very future as a nation and as a people. Okay, do you love America? Do you, do you love being a nation uh, under God, you know, based on the principles of individual liberty and God-given rights? Well, according to the government itself, according to a government um, committee, the education system threatens our very future as a nation and as a people. And again, that was in the 1980s, where we had, you know, comparatively uh, a, a pretty decent system. I, you know, obviously it was terrible, but compared to what we have today, it was phenomenal. Uh, they also said in this report. If an unfriendly foreign power had attempted to impose on America the mediocre educational performance that exists today, we might well have viewed it as an act of war. Pretty serious language from a government committee, huh? An act of war against our children. Now, uh, you know, we talked a little bit when we, when we did the history uh, of the public school system. You can go back and watch that episode. It's called The Public Schools Created to Collectivize Society. We talked about how incredibly educated early Americans were, right? Straight back to the, you know, the earliest settlers here, the early 1600s, the pilgrims came over. They passed uh, the uh, 
the uh, old deluder Satan Act. They said everybody has to learn how to read because they need to be able to read their Bible. The, one of the chief projects of Satan, that old deluder, is to keep men from knowledge of the scriptures. And so we want to make sure everybody can read so that they can read their Bible so that Satan won't come and deceive everybody and lead us astray. Hmm. And uh, so back then, people could read, okay? Got all kinds of data on this. Uh, you know, according to Literacy in Colonial New England by uh, some scholars out of the University of Montana, almost 100% of people in certain cities like Boston could read. Uh, by the end of the uh, 1700s, you had like a 90% literacy rate is what they found, okay? Uh, and this was true for women. We had almost universal literacy for women by the early 1800s. In uh, National Education in the United States of America, DuPont de Nemours in 1812 said that most young Americans can read, write, and cipher. Not more than four in a thousand are unable to write legibly, even neatly. Okay, uh, Today, you probably couldn't find four in a thousand kids who could write legibly, even neatly. Right. Uh, and, and this was back when we had essentially only private schools. Massachusetts had set up a, a few, they called them, um, you know, uh, community uh, common schools. Basically, the town would get together and hire a teacher. Uh, but, you know, it, was, it had no resemblance to this monstrosity we call the public education system today. Uh, and foreigners noticed this, too. Right. Alexis de Tocqueville came over here from France in the 1830s and he wrote in his book, Every Citizen Receives the Elementary Notions of Human Knowledge. He's taught the doctrines and evidences of his religion, the history of his country, the leading features of its constitutions. Uh, he says in, in uh, Connecticut and Massachusetts, it's extremely rare to find a man imperfectly acquainted with all these things. A personally wholly ignorant of them is a sort of phenomenon. Okay, this is the 1830s. Okay, by 1776, Philadelphia had a school for every need and interest, according to uh, Dr. Robert Peterson in Overview of Colonial Education. Quaker schools were, were allowing poor children to attend without even paying. Uh, the Scottish Presbyterians had their schools, the Moravians, the Lutherans, Anglicans all had their own schools. Uh, we had private schoolmasters, entrepreneurs who were setting up their own schools, hundreds of schools in Philadelphia. Um, historical records show that there was more than 125 private schoolmasters advertising their services in the newspaper in Philadelphia between 1740 and 1776. Okay, long before we ever had, uh, you know, government education. Um, unbelievable stuff, right? Uh, most of our founding fathers were primarily homeschooled. And some, you know, got a college education afterward, but, you know, they went into any private academy that they went to already knowing how to read and already knowing some Latin and stuff. Uh, this was true all the way up to the Civil War, okay? Literacy rates on both sides of the Civil War were about 90% for Union soldiers, 80% for Confederates, maybe more. And that's according to Smithsonian Magazine, okay? Um, the data is incredible. Uh, think of the... Um, the, uh, the Federalist Papers, right? Go find yourself a, a kid who can understand those. Those were written for average, everyday Americans. They were shopkeepers, merchants, uh, shipbuilders, farmers, right? Go find yourself some kids who can read it today. They won't understand it at all. So, uh, you know, if you want to know the history of how we got this government education system, uh, you know, go and watch that episode we did, Public Schools Created to Collectivize Society. Now, I want to show you a quick video of uh, my good friend Charlotte Izervich. She was a senior advisor uh, on education during the Ronald Reagan administration, and, and she talks about this, right? You know, parents think they're, they're sending their kids to school to learn how to read, write, and do math. No, right? That's not what's happening. So check out this video. You think the purpose of education is reading, writing, and arithmetic? The purpose of education is to change the thoughts actions and feelings of students.
Okay, and, and that brings me to Common Core. You know, a lot of people think, oh, Common Core is terrible. You know, if we could just get rid of Common Core, everything would be fine. No, 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 everything would not be fine if we got rid of Common Core. Common Core is a symptom of the problem. In fact, it's just the next step forward uh, in this ongoing nationalization, and as we'll see in an upcoming episode, the globalization of education. But let me show you some of the stuff about Common Core so you can get a sense of just how atrocious this is. Now, you know, if you don't know anything about Common Core, these were the national standards that the uh, Obama administration shoved on all the states using stimulus money and, and bludgeoning and bullying and bribes. The Common Core people, they actually put together their own validation committee. And, the, and these were people who were supposed to look at the standards and say, oh, yeah, those standards are great. We should, we should totally use those. We should totally uh, force every state government to use them. Now, they put two subject matter experts and only two subject matter experts on this committee. Um, you know, I've spoken with both of them. They're very nice. I serve on a board with them. They're great people. Uh, you know, we probably don't agree on many things, but uh, certainly we agree that children ought to get a decent education. Now, um, Dr. Sandra Stotsky, she's at the University of Arkansas. She was the only English language arts expert that they put on this Common Core Validation Committee. And what she said, she refused to sign off on the standards. What she said was Common Core reduces both literary study and the opportunity for kids to develop critical thinking skills. Okay, you think that's deliberate? You bet it is. She says also they were written hastily by people who didn't care how poorly they were written. She says we're taking all the great literature out. We're replacing it with idiotic stuff like Obama's executive orders and EPA regulations on roof insulation. Uh, and we're removing all the great literature, replacing it with that garbage. Just so she refused to sign off. Now she goes around the country uh, advocating for an end to these national standards and um, and many other things, too. She's a great lady. Um on the uh, reading component, right? We talked a little bit about that. Uh, the Common Core method uses this quackery called the uh, the whole word method. They get kindergarten children. You can read the standards yourself. Kindergarten children are supposed to memorize whole words by sight. Okay, this is poison. This results in reading handicaps that will last a lifetime if they're not dealt with. Now, um, one of the people hired to help write the Common Core literacy standards, the early literacy standards, is Dr. Louisa Moat. Again, she wouldn't agree with us on much of anything, especially, you know, politically speaking, but she and I see eye to eye. Kids ought to learn how to read, and there's only one way to teach children how to read. That is by teaching them what the letters sound like phonetically so that they can then decode the words. Now, what she says, I, I interviewed her some time ago, said there's language in Common Core that's not based in reality. It doesn't reflect how children learn how to read. Okay, these are the people who did this, who created this, said they took all the good stuff out. Uh, the math is even worse, if you can believe that. The only math expert they put on the Common Core Validation Committee, uh, Dr. James Milgram of Stanford University, said the core mathematics standards are written to reflect very low expectations. They are as non-challenging as possible with extremely serious failings. There are actual errors in sixth and seventh grade discussions about ratios and rates. They are neither mathematically correct nor especially clear. Are you getting that, folks? They are not even mathematically correct, and they are mandated now all across the country. And, and don't let anybody lie to you and say, oh, we got rid of Common Core. Common Core is more firmly in place today than it was even when Obama was leaving office. And regardless of what Betsy DeVos might have to say about it, Common Core is still in every single state, even the states that didn't accept it initially, and even the states that claimed they got rid of it. Uh, it came in through the back door, it came in through the textbooks, it came in through the testing companies. You have Common Core in your state. I want you to watch this uh, video real quick of, uh, of what Common Core math actually looks like. Uh, this came from uh, John Stossel. What does Common Core mean for your kids? Well, here's a sample math problem. Compose and decompose 
numbers from 11 to 19 into 10 ones and some further ones by using objects or drawings and record each composition. That's my producer, Ricky Ratliff, right outside the studio asking people to solve a common core math problem. 10 plus 8. Understand that these numbers are composed of 10 ones and 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, Seem complex? Six. No kidding. And yet that is a problem for kindergarten students, five and six-year-olds. Seems crazy to me. Here's a question some first graders will get under the standards. Okay, kids, class is in session. What is 32 minus 12? 20, right? You just subtract, but not under the new common core method. Why are they going through this backwards method here? This man who trained in nuclear engineering couldn't understand. I don't understand. He wasn't alone how you arrive at the answer, my friend. That's, that's insane. That's so many steps. Why does it need to be so complicated? Why are you adding things when you're trying to subtract? This is a teacher who's been teaching Common Core. Can you imagine why they might be confused and frustrated? Absolutely. Yeah. So the teacher tried to explain another kindergarten problem using Common Core standards. Well, the subtraction sentence would be 7 minus 4. There's 3 left. But if you need one that relates to it, it would be this one because it has all the same numbers. I don't understand, though. We just said subtraction sentence, but you're yeah, showing me addition. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we the federal government knows now that Common Core is hurting children. Uh, they actually funded a study from the Center on Standards, Alignment, Instruction, and Learning, CSAIL, how clever, uh, and this study found, quote, Common Core had significant negative effects during the seven years after the adoption of the new standards, end quote. They also said the magnitude of the negative effects tends to increase over time, okay? They are making your children dumber and dumber, and they know it, they admit it, they'll tell you that, and here we are still sending our kids to school thinking they're going to learn something. Um, they're also teaching them uh, fake science, right? They've got the next generation science standards developed by the same uh, deep state swamp creatures that brought you Common Core. And they are deep state swamp creatures, just so we're clear. You know, Achieve Inc. is the nonprofit organization that created it. This was uh, actually the head of this organization was a member of the Council on Foreign Relations, a Bilderberg attendee, right? Uh, and in these uh, pseudoscience standards, 12 years of so-called science lessons, the kids will never hear the term scientific method. Why? Because they want the kids to believe global warming nonsense, gender nonsense, uh, you, know, you know, basically the thing that they learn more than anything else is human activities, this is a direct quote from the standards, human activities such as the release of greenhouse gases from burning fossil fuels are the major factors in the current rise in Earth's temperature. Okay, this is for elementary standards. Uh, evolution, right, this idea that uh, we came from slime and then monkeys over billions of years and there is no God, uh, this is absolutely fundamental to the standards. Every step of the way, they're drilling this in kids' minds, even though, according to polls, less than half of Americans actually believe this theory, okay? Uh, totally fake history they're teaching the kids. You've got Common Core aligned books telling the kids that Second Amendment is so the government can have a militia. Uh, you've got um, the uh, By the People, A History of the United States, another uh, book, their history book they're using tells them the kids that uh, Trump was too extreme a candidate. So most people thought that Trump was too extreme. His extremism, his not very hidden racism, uh, that connected with a significant number of primary voters. They say Trump supporters are just older, rural, and suburban, overwhelmingly white, right? a bunch of baloney, but this is the dumbing down of your children, okay? If you want your children to get a good education, to get a decent education, 
you're going to have to remove them from public schools. Uh, I'm Alex Newman. You are watching Behind the Deep State. Again, the deep state is dumbing down your children. If you want to know more, get a copy of this. We just released a second edition. We've got a whole article on the deliberate dumbing down of your children. Uh, you can order this at thenewamerican.com slash rescuingourchildren. Here's the article, The Insanity in the Classroom, Government Schools Today. Uh, you won't want to miss it. Give a copy to your neighbor, your pastor, whoever it is. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. Thanks again for watching, and God bless you.